Hi, my name is Mike Cooley and I'm a mindfulness teacher uh, on the Isle of Man. Hi, my name's Adam Dennard. I'm an ecologist with Manx Wildlife Trust and also a participant um, and attendee of uh, Mike's mindfulness teachings. And I'm the project officer for Wild Wellbeing funded by Manx Lottery Trust. Now, our conversation today has really come about as a result of me chatting with fell runner Jim Reed, who decided to run the equivalent of the Pennine Way to raise funds for a wellbeing project that you both run. And before we find out about that project, Adam, how did you come to know Jim? I've known Jim for a long time, yeah, and uh, he's obviously very keen on fell running now. And uh, I did sort of support him through the Cumbrian Ultra as well, which is like 100 miles through the Lake District. But he also has... Um, strong affinity with Buddhism and followed I think the Theravada Thai forest tradition at university and through um, over his life has been on retreats and you know basically totally gets the value of, of the Buddhist teachings and what it can do for people mentally and he's quite a recent attendee to our sessions but I just got a bolt out of the blue message to say that uh, I'm going to do this and because uh, I want these sessions to continue. I think it's really valuable for everybody, especially during lockdown. You know, people have, you know, a lot of people have struggled and maybe valued, you know, their mental health a bit, or not so valued, but sort of it shone a light on on how it how you can suffer, perhaps, even if you're not, um, previously hasn't been a problem for you. Being, you know, into forced into a situation where made people maybe a little bit more introspective, perhaps. So, yeah, it's great. You know, so, it's, you know, A, He's more than up to the task physically, I think, and, and also B, he totally gets it and comes along to the sessions as well. So it's it's wonderful. So tell us how the sessions work then. What actually happens? We basically pick a route that takes in, you know, features like waterfalls or um, nice glens, uh, nice headlands. We've used the sand, we've used Brad Ahead, which are examples where a bit more out in the open. But somewhere where I feel that a natural setting will enhance the... Um, the teachings that, that might bring so you know whilst people are trying to get in perhaps get to some sort of more peaceful state you know I, it basically I'm probably repeating myself now but it's just an enhancement really and using that connection to nature to try and get people to a better place. So tell us about your practices and what do you do when you get out to these these beautiful spaces? Well as Adam says it's evolved a bit but at the moment we've got it down to three practices and so you can come along if you've never done anything like this before. And often it's full of people that just want to become more aware in nature. So we, we start by stopping, as always in mindfulness, you know, you start by stopping. So we'll do a, a short, maybe 10 minute meditation just to, to stop, you know, stop thinking, stop doing, stand still, notice that you're alive, you're breathing, nature is all around you, etc. Um, and then Adam will, you know, guide us through the glen, the, through the, uh, through the, you know, up the hill or on the beach, wherever we're going. And we'll find another spot to do something else, which I think now has become a, a Nikan practice, which I think we've done uh, on late lunch before. So it's these three questions to reflect and realize that no matter how much life seems like it's tough or that we complain about things, we're actually being supported all the time by life by the people around us by circumstances so it, you know this kind of sense of gratitude and appreciation for the very fact that you're even here um and then we'll just we'll end that off by coming together again and stopping maybe there's some questions at the end ways to take it forward 
but it's um yeah it's just a way to stop and listen and drop back into your sensory experience and that's a very mindful experience and it's a very calming experience and the feedback we've had has been really useful and lots of people find it really beneficial um to then take back into their busier lives well we're made we are nature human beings are nature you know so and all the the, the things I, I talk about when we're on the, the the walks is um you know on one walk we did some sky gazing which is a tibetan practice where you just lie on your back and you watch the the clouds coming and going just like your mind thoughts come and go or you notice that the waves in the in the sea and the river they move like emotions in the body you know so we are nature nature is a really good mirror to, to understand ourselves and then when you add in things like you know going into cold water or sea swimming and things like that they all really help you become extra present because it's really hard to think of anything when you're you know immersed in cold water and we've done this forever our, our ancestors knew how to listen they knew how to go into cold water they just knew how to be still and that's something we kind of lost touch with but we are rediscovering it at the moment. So Adam, I'm intrigued now that you have been doing this uh, with Mike, has it changed the way that you are now when you're out and about, whether it's with work or whether it's just, you know, sort of in your free time out in nature, do you find yourself now being more aware and mindful? Well, it, it, it's, uh, I think actually by collaborating with Mike has now sort of sent me on of a, a Buddhist path really. And, um, if you look at Buddhism, it really is ecology anyway. You know, it basically reveres the interconnectedness of all things, which is really, as an ecologist, what you're told to, to look at is the relationships between plants and animals, the interconnectedness of it all. For me, I know other people wouldn't agree, but going out in nature, reconnecting, it's a sense of just reminding yourself of where you've come from. You know, if you believe that we've evolved from the apes, and a lot of it is just reconnecting to where we feel at most at home, you know, and I think, you know, with the technology, the way it's gone, you know, has really insulated us from, from that. And, you know, some people feel very happy insulated from it, but a lot of us feel happier going back in to this sense of homecoming, I think, from being in it. Even, you know, just standing and <clears throat> looking at a landscape, it has, you know, it can, for me, it has some sort of primal tap. And even just look how much fun people get from sitting around a campfire, you know, that sort of primal need to gather fuel and get warm, you know. And look at how things have changed in the last, you know, sort of two and a half thousand, three thousand years. You know, we've become irrevocably removed from the landscape in many ways, I think. And yet here on the Isle of Man, we're so fortunate because it is literally on our doorstep to be able to just be completely immersed in unspoilt nature, really, isn't it? We're, we're just so fortunate over here. Yeah, but in a, a, we just, we've just done an article for the Biosphere Isle of Man and, and I just put a little phrase afterwards saying that even though we do have ready access, it's very easy even here to become you know, too busy and too technology driven to appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, so it's important just to remind people to break free, step outside of that and, you know, take time to appreciate what's around us, really. I can highly recommend just going and hugging a tree. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, Mike, yeah. just let us know then, Mike. Um, I, I'm assuming obviously these can't be taking place at the moment while we're in, in something of a lockdown at the moment. But but hopefully, especially with this this support from Jim, hopefully these will restart. I mean, do we have any sort of idea of, of when this might happen? And, and if so, how can people actually take part in this? 
Well, I mean, <clears throat> we were due to um, the next what was due on uh, around Mackled Head. Um, obviously, that's postponed until we have a clearer idea of you know when we can go forward. But um, I mean, if you follow me on my on my Facebook pages, I'm always putting the event there, mindfulness in wild places, or you can search online mindfulness in wild places um, for the next one. They're they're really popular. We've had to put a cap on the uh, on the numbers because they've been so busy, uh, and the places tend to go quite quite quickly as well but we're really grateful for Jim's efforts you know hopefully we can just continue this and you know spread the message about how mindfulness and nature can really um can really help each other exactly and Adam before you go just remind us where we can find out all the latest from Manx Wildlife Trust as well yeah so we're in in these days we're on Facebook Twitter uh, the website is probably the, one of the good starting points um, I know that chatting to my CEO, Lee Morris, recently, he's very keen that we try and continue this in some shape or form for, uh, with Mike's sessions, because one of our main strategic aims is to make sure that we help people connect strongly to nature. So, you know, this is definitely ticked that box. So, yeah, um, there's lots of information on there. Obviously, at the moment, we're a bit uh, tied on what events are going to be happening. But Facebook page, website, uh, Twitter, I'm not sure if we're on Instagram, but those three main ones.